Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. Good morning, everybody. This is the Coffee Schmooze Podcast, a bi-weekly solo podcast running 20 minutes in length. There is so much to discuss. There is so much to discuss. I'm currently just the coffee drink I'm drinking these days is an espresso. I just do an espresso. I don't, um, I'm, I'm done with the fucking oat milk. I've had enough of the oat milk. I've had enough of the froth. Just get me to the source, baby. Just get me to the motherfucking source. So I'm having espressos. Um, recently I've been really indulging in arts and culture in in the intake of of the great masters and uh i just want to say um that i'm so thankful that there's a new season of curb your enthusiasm that curb your enthusiasm is going on that show is so fucking funny he is such a master it it just it's like he's he's such a master it's you every episode it's like i don't care if it's good or not anymore i just want to see what he's doing like what direction what choices he's making and it it like makes me happy watching the show makes me happy and i know so many other people feel that way and so it's 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 really just this amazing it's like this miracle it's a it's a miracle that you know like in these like rough times and like this kind of strange time in the world where everything's going to shit curb your enthusiasm comes out and you can just sit and for 40 minutes just watch and laugh he's so fucking funny it is he just it's what an inspiration of a human being what an what a truly true inspiration he's so funny he's so it's so awesome it's the the new I've loved it. I've loved the new season so far. I loved it. I think he's hilarious. I love what he's doing. I'm not going to do spoilers, but I love him. He's uh it's like it's so inspiring. I mean, he's an old guy. He's in his 70s and he's he's like he's doing some of his best work. I mean, personally, I I have an affinity for quote-unquote like mixtapes like i like to see the raw shit so i love the first and second season of curb your enthusiasm you know i love the first couple seasons of seinfeld like i love i like to see the beginning the beginning where where uh the form is taking shape where they're in discovery that's just my personal thing but at the end when they're like they've mastered the form then they're just playing he's like he's accomplished everything he's needed to accomplish he's He's renowned as like probably the greatest comedy writer of our time. Like he's a, he's a true visionary, you know. He in the history books, he'll go down with Mark Twain. I mean, like the guy is fucking unbelievable. And uh he's hilarious. He's hilarious. So, it's been I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to have career enthusiasm, you know? Cuz at the end of the day, when you're feeling kind of you know, 
all all grimy and shit from slogging through the, the whatever work you do to, you know, pay your bills and put food in your belly to just sit on the couch, turn on HBO Max, watch Kirby Enthusiasm. It is just a it's just a true delight. I met Larry. I met Larry once. I had an interaction with Larry. It's when I was in college and I was a, a bus boy at this um seafood place in Williamsburg and called Extra Fancy. It's not there anymore. But it was owned by like this guy who's the son of a billionaire. And he was in Larry's golf group. And uh on opening night, Larry came to the restaurant with his girlfriend at the time. He had been it was just it was just after the the divorce. It was after the divorce and he was dating. And he comes to the restaurant. And everyone's like, oh, my God, there's Larry there. Of course, I'm there. And I'm like, I've idolized Seinfeld just like everyone else in this country. And um, was love Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, it, you know, it was, just, it was amazing. So we're going. The night's, the night's progressing. And then I'm by the bathrooms. And Larry walks over to use the bathroom. And the bathroom is one of the – it's a push door, you know. And there's – it's a single, so there's two bathrooms, man and woman, and it's a push door. So Larry's on, uh, walks up to the men's bathroom and keeps pushing it, <laughs> even though it's locked. He keeps pushing it. <laughs> He's pushing it. It's locked. It's obviously locked, so, but he keeps pushing it. So I'm just standing there watching Larry trying to <laughs> push open a locked door, and I say, you know, you could use that one, and I point to the woman's restroom, and he goes, oh, oh okay. And then goes into the woman's restroom. And it was hilarious. It's like, it's in my heart, you know, that experience with Larry. My uh, fake uncle, who's just best friends with my parents, but I call him uncle. My uncle Gary was on a family vacation in Hawaii. And at the resort was staying Larry David. And he what, what Gary would do is he would do a Larry David impression to Larry David. So Larry was sitting by the pool and he had a big sun hat on and was putting on like the thickest layer of sunscreen all over his body. And Gary would go, hey, Larry, you you think you need the hat and the sunscreen? <laughs> you know, maybe just one or the other. That's it. See, is it overkill? And and Larry would be like, no, no, I need both. Or he saw Larry outside of a uh outside of um the restaurant and he was like hey larry what are you doing and he goes i just got done with dinner and he's like well what'd you have to eat and larry said the sugar fish and then gary goes see i don't understand the sugar fish is it is it sugar or is it fish and larry just just kind of looked at him i thought that was pretty funny i thought that was really funny so anyways the fact that Kerber Enthusiasm's back is pretty fantastic. So we're all we're all very happy about this. It's a you know it's a good it's a good thing. You know, at the at the beginning of the month, I was feeling a need for um more community, you know. More community because, you know, I'm I work I work and I work at home. I talk to my the people I work with a little bit. 
I, I talk to my friends on the phone. I go out and have, you know, friendship hangs, go out, have, you know, a cup of coffee, do some things with friends. But I was like, you know, I need a little bit more community. And I do get community because I do comedy in the evenings, you know. So you go, you go to open mics or you go to a show and you see people. But comedians are a, a really sad and tortured bunch, you know. And so it, it's nice. It's, it's a little fucked up there. You know, it's a little fucked up. I mean, you have to be a little fucked up to be able to handle the pain of trying to be funny and no one laughing. You have to, you there, you have to be corrupt. I don't know. I'm not the authority on this thing, but you have to have some. Um, usually, the people who do it have had you know some significant trauma, you know, or they're you know. Or societal trauma, you know, or whatever, you know. They're dealing with the Holocaust, or they're dealing with slavery, or, you know, they're dealing with the abusive dad, or, like, you know, the fucked up mom, you know. There's something. It's a reaction. It's all a reaction to something. So, and, it, you know, so it's kind of, it's it's a pretty negative, depressing environment. I mean, there's a, com- I was, there's a comic who he... He doesn't, he, he like, he goes to open mics, but he doesn't stay. He doesn't watch anybody, but he does his shit and then he kind of gets out. And I called him on it once. I was like, I was like, you're a lever, dude. You, you, you're a lever. You're just a lever. And he was like, David, too much open mic comedy is bad for your brain. It's bad for your brain. And I agree it. I, I think it, it is bad for your brain. It's a, it's a lot of negativity, but Every once in a while, you run into a good one where everyone, like the vibe is good and all the comics are kind of popping and then it's like there's this sizzle in the air and uh, it's magical or there's random, you, you perform for audience members and everyone's connecting. It's magical It's and it's like so in the present, you know, it's it's a moment that's there and then disappears, which is just like very in line with the reality of our world, you know, it's it's that it's the the presence all you really got so it's 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 intoxicating so but i was i was you know it's hard it's hard on the soul all those sad stories it's hard you know and bad comedy too it's like people working out their shit they're trying to develop into to good comedy it's a grind and but it's you know it's hard it's hard on the soul and i was i had a friend who was doing improv and she really liked it. And she's, she said, you know, like, it's, they're, it's supportive and it's fun. And you don't have to write jokes. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. You just, you just, everyone's hanging. It's fun. We're getting drinks. You know, it's like a community. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. So I signed up for improv just to try it, you know. And I, I go to my first class this past Sunday. And it was nice. Everyone was sweet. Everyone was sweet and, you know, generally happy and um it was fun and we you know played games and there was an instructor and the instructor had a lot of good wisdom and everything was good and then after the class it, i just i loved it it was great but i really appreciated stand up i was like thank god for fucking stand up like stand up is a beautiful dirty fucked up medium and it's so rock and roll and it just is just fucked up and i love it you know i was like thank god stand up this i i i went to i went to oh mike and i just poured my heart out i was like you guys are amazing everyone here is amazing it's just because it's like you're you're just letting like that the individual torture 
combined with these people's unique perspective on the world. That's just glorious. It's glorious. And I'm excited to see where improv goes. I'm excited to go down the road and make friends with these people, and it'll be nice. But the people in the improv class, everyone seemed like they were doing okay. You know, it was like the, the people in the improv class... They seem like they could function in society. Like, they just want to have a little fun. It was like they're half in, half out. You know, like, they're in society, but they're also little freaks. And it was great. And it was fun. And some are very talented. And it was cool to see them do their thing. And it was just a, it was a good thing. I had a lot of fun. But I missed the darkness of stand-up. It was like the thing that was wearing me out about stand-up when I went into the, the alternative I was like, oh no, that's the good part. That is the good part. It's like that. It's like that dark, juicy, chewy matter of the depression and just like, you know, we've all been hurt by the world. The world hurts us. Mankind hurts us. The universe, God hurts us. We're all hurt by it, you know. And there's like that pain is the fuel that makes beautiful art and just to see just just to like be at the ground floor of that pain is um i enjoy it and it also makes it's like it you know it also makes you it like plants its roots and it makes you good it helps in every other thing like you know stand up it's like it helps you think for yourself you know it 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 helps you deal with failure it helps you not give a fuck you know it helps you look at other people's trauma in the face and be able to deal with it it's like you know what i'm saying is is that it's rather therapeutic but it but it but therapy's a drug everything's a drug so you got to be careful with it you can't get can't get too wrapped up in it can't get too um can't get can't can't get too deep you can't get lost in the sauce you know it is sauce and you have to be careful and you have to keep it at arm's length and all that but it it was a good lesson it was a good it was good i was proud of myself you know i explored i explored the other side i'm going to keep exploring i'm going to enjoy the class i'm going to make friends with the people i'm going to you know give it i'm with an open heart teacher was great the people are great everyone's great but it you know it wasn't dirty and fucked up. Maybe it will get dirty and fucked up. But I it wasn't dirty and fucked up. And it's it's nice, you know, it's nice to like be on a shitty street in New York under some canopy and like you're everyone's drinking and there's like cigarette smoke everywhere and you know a a, a young female comic goes up to the mic and says like when I was she was discussing the story well, I don't want to say the story, but it was like it was about her relate. Yeah, I don't want to say it. I don't want to. I don't want to put her material out there. But it was a good. Um, it was a good lesson, you know. It was a good lesson to push through a little bit, you know, to just uh, to weather the storm. Um, I've been going to museums. I've been going to museums and uh, had this amazing experience. Like I had a childhood best friend. Me and him were boys. Our families were boy like. We're, were very close and um we were like had a really kind of like deep friendship from maybe like kindergarten to third grade you know and then he moved across the country and we lost touch and uh, our parents stayed in touch but me and my friend zach lost touch and then over the pandemic 
Zach's mom, Karen, who I love very much, followed me on Instagram. And I made a little in in, in not like the peak pandemic, in the pandemic where I was, you know, I got dumped in New York City when I had just moved to New York City. I made a little Instagram video outlining the, the breakup, just breaking it down for my processing. You know, I was processing. And Karen showed that video to Zach. And Zach had just gone through a breakup. And my experience of the breakup was aligned with his experience. So we started talking. And Zach, so Zach and I started talking on Instagram. And we developed this, you know, internet friendship. Or rekindled our own friendship. And he's like this fucking sick musician. An amazing photographer. The guy's insanely talented. So it's like, you know, that's cool. And, uh. And then he was in New York City and was like, hey, I'm going to the Met with some friends. You want to come? I said, absolutely. And so I met up with him. We hadn't hung out probably since we were like 13, you know, and we linked up and the vibe was still there. We were just boom, 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 like just vibing, comfortable, comfortable hanging. And we were similar, similar people. You know, he understands water engineering and agriculture, but also has his creative mind. And I'm an attorney, which is like the dee 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 dee. But then I also have a creative mind. And, you know, we're both hippies, obviously. I mean, I am. And he is. And then we went to the surrealist exhibit at the Met. And it was like this amazing curation. And, like, for me, it's like great paintings, like, no matter what, it's like they have the same effect as a, like a rap song that that bangs. You know, no matter what time period it is, if it's great, it's a banger. Like I'm thinking of a, like the Diplomats, you know, it's like the heavy drums and the high soul samples. That's what it's like when you're looking at a great painting and standing among the masters. And you just, you, it's just such a magical feeling to just be, be in this room where all these it's like mass it's masterpieces are you're in a room full of masterpieces and they're all just banging it's all just like amazing rap songs so that was exciting it was exciting to rekindle a friendship it was exciting to see some masters um you know it it's all good it's all good it's you know it's the it's nice um so that was nice that's nice. Life's a long journey. There's a lot of exciting chapters. Um, the holidays are coming up. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. The holidays, it's a great time. It's a great time to to really focus. To The holidays bring up a lot of emotions for everybody. They're a sad time because you go with your family and everyone who they know you inside it out and so you feel exposed and then you feel vulnerable and then however you react to vulnerability is kind of tricky. But it's a good time to remember that and just to go in and get your Buddha on, you know, get your Zen on. Just kind of focus and enjoy the time and space. And so and so that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing. We're doing it. And, you know, it's – look – we're out here, we're doing our best, everyone's out here doing their best, um, Moisha's becoming a little man, the cat's becoming a little man, so that's nice, we're excited for him, he's growing up, not a baby anymore, he's a grown man, 
and and I love you, Moisha. I really do. You make my life so good. And I hope I've provided you a good life too here in this single room. Your life is a single room. Um, and anyways, that's the show. That's the show, people. That's the show.